Today's episode of Today Talks is brought to you by The Grateful Journal by PJ Jones. Okay, ladies, now this is a time for us to be very honest with ourselves. Have you ever felt stuck? Maybe you're just feeling unfulfilled, frustrated, or maybe you feel depression or anxiety tapping on our shoulders. The Grateful, Able, and Fortunate Gratitude Journal is a tool that just might be for you. This 90-day guided journal challenges you to slow down, cherish the simple moments in life, and allows you to find the joy in each and every day. You can head over to www.pj/jones.com and grab your journal. Listeners of the Tanae Talks podcast can enjoy 10% off the Grateful AF Gratitude Journal. Just use code TANEE, T-Y-N-E-E, at checkout. Let's heal and transform your life through the power of gratitude. P.J. Jones, author of the Grateful AF Gratitude Journal. You ready? It's Tanae Talks right here. We're going to talk about it right here. We're going to talk about everything you like. I'm going to make it real, real clear. It's Tanae Talks right here. We're going to talk about it right here. I'm going to talk about everything you like. I'm going to make it real, real clear because it's Tanae Talks. And I'm going to talk about it. So welcome to this episode of Today Talks. Today's episode will be focusing on polygamy, polygyny, polyandry, and polyamorous lifestyles. But for mostly I'll focus on polygamy or polygyny. That's P-O-L-Y-G. What? it's a whole bunch of wise and i have a wonderful guest for today's show she is a mother an activist a poet a rapper and she participates in the polygamous or polygynous lifestyle so welcome to uh this episode of today talks miss amber hassan Hey, how y'all doing? Amber <laughs> Loud Mouth Ghetto Girl. Whoop, whoop, in the building. <laughs> yeah, she is the self proclaimed <laughs> Loud Mouth Ghetto Girl. And I will play one of her songs at the end of this episode, which is my favorite song called All Keisha. Okay, so. That's dope. That's dope. <laughs> if you're familiar with Tanae Talks, um, if you go listen to some of my past episodes, I've incorporated All Keisha into like three or four episodes. For no reason. They have nothing to do with no episode I ever be talking about. But I love this song. <laughs> I so truly appreciate it. And I've had people who told me they heard the song from your podcast. So I really, really appreciate it. That is so dope to me. And, you know, you just got to throw some Arkeisha out there. Because being a black woman in this world, sometimes you just have to remind these fools. Like, hey. That I'm Arkeisha Okay. Nothing about. When we get down to the nitty gritty, I'm all Keisha. Don't try me. Don't try it. You know, last night, uh, um, something reminded me of being all Keisha because what we embody as black women. I was watching this movie called Breaking In with Gabrielle Union. Have you seen that? Okay. It's a movie where basically um, she inherits a house from her criminal father, and then these other criminals are trying to steal money that her father had in the house. And it's just her. Uh-oh. It's just her and her two kids. And basically, she had to get all Keisha on them foods. And this was the first time a black woman, excuse me, a black family survived in a, a thriller movie. 
Because she was Girl, American. you better say that is Black History. Did that come out in February? Because it needs to be. <laughs> it needs to a be a Black History moment. It is a moment in Black History that we need to be celebrated. So salute to Gabrielle Union for single-handedly yes. killing uh, some people in a movie and protecting oh. her whole family, basically barefoot through the movie. She was like running through the forest barefoot and then. See, listen, I'll be needing. I be needing black women action heroes and like MacGyver characters in movies because in real life we are. Like you will go to a black woman house and see nothing in the kitchen and then come come out with a whole meal and you'd be like, Where did you find it at? The the Bible said that the Lord had made fed five thousand people with two loaves of bread and five fish and that's what black women do on a regular. We miracle work all the time. Every time. So we about to get always in the food. Always. So we about to get into this polygamy uh, aspect of things. And I'm so excited to be talking about this topic because I've been trying to talk about polygamy for over a year. I could never find a polygamist that would commit to doing the show. Um, I felt like a lot of people were secretly practicing the lifestyle. And I don't know if that's correct me. Am I wrong? Is it okay to call it the a lifestyle or is that rude? I guess. I don't know, girl. Listen, <laughs> say what you feel like. And then if somebody get offended, they'll let you know. It don't offend me if you say it's a lifestyle. Because, I mean, it is a lifestyle. So, no, I don't find it offensive. Somebody might. You know, people get sensitive and find, they'll find reasons to find anything offensive. Uh, you can go get an address. But I don't you know what to You know, sometimes I, it's really a terminology. You know, people say it's like, you know, sister-wise and stuff like that. And that just is, I don't know. That's a little corny. So you think Sister Wives is corny? I'm glad you said that, but we'll touch on that a little later. But um, I felt like as I was trying to find a guest to do this show, people would... You know, people were saying that they were in the lifestyle, but no one was uh, open enough to talk about it publicly. And so when I saw that you wrote a blog about your experience of being in a polygamous relationship, actually as a second wife, um, you are not the first wife, you are the second wife. I just thought it was fascinating. And I thought it was even more fascinating that it was somebody that I actually n- knew. So that just made it even right. more like, wow, this is like for real, for real. <laughs> so I want to define polygamy for my listeners out there who I feel like people are familiar with the term but don't necessarily know what it is. So polygamy, okay. that's P-O-Y-G-A-M-Y, and polygyny, P-O-L-Y-G-Y-N-Y. That's a lot of Y's and G's. Um, are, Girl. are synonymous. That means one man having more than one wife. And that is the um, lifestyle that Amber participates in. So the United States, polygamy is illegal in all 50 states, but not federally. So that means that it's not a federal law if a state so chose to uh, put it on the books as something that they wanted to do as a state. They could do that um, from 1847 to 1857. in what is now the state of Utah, many Mormons practice polygamy, AKA, uh, AKA plural marriage. So some people refer to it as polygyny, polygamy or plural marriage, uh, which was widely condemned. In the rest of the U.S. So if you're familiar with shows, as Amber mentioned before, as Sister Wives, or you you may have made her people joke about the Mormons because that particular religion or the Church of Latter-day Saints practices polygamy widely, as well as um, 
some people that practice the Muslim religion. Polygyny is, like I said, one man having more than one wife. Polyandry is one woman having more than one husband. And I don't know if too many men are down for that lifestyle, but my boyfriend told me earlier that it's one woman out there <laughs> practicing polyandry. So fascinating <laughs> say the least i'm pretty sure there's more but i don't think it's very common in the western world and then i also want to talk about the bible a lot of times you hear these men uh, uh talking about you know I, I could be a polygamist because they did it in the bible and y'all need to get on board so i want to define a few things that happen in the bible multiple marriage or plural marriage or polygamy or polygyny um, was considered a realistic alternative in the case of famine. Okay, there was a lot of famine and droughts going on out here in these streets. And so that's one reason why polygamy was was practiced in the Bible as well as widowhood or female infertility. So when you hear about Abraham and his wife, Sarah, and, you know, he went with the other lady to have a baby and then Sarah end up because sometimes if there was an infertility issue and that man wanted to continue his lineage he might get an extra wife out here in these streets and I feel like today people are more open to polygamy Amber as you and I were talking earlier because people can't afford to live at home or eat individually out here it needs to be plural yes definitely people um, you know people have many different reasons but um, one reason I think it's been a reason throughout history, one reason why people, um, you know, practice polyamory is because of community building. It's, you know, it's not always what people think in their mind. People have these ideas that it's just, you know, some, you know, sexual fetish or, you know, something like that. When all people really just trying to make stuff make sense. And when I say make sense, I mean literal, like dollars and cents. <laughs> if it, what Master P say, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. And people really out here trying to survive. You better quote the uh, Great Sage, Master P. <laughs> <laughs> Master P is a modern day prophet. If y'all didn't know, salute, <laughs> salute to Percy Miller out here in these streets. So, <laughs> you say salute to Percy Miller out in these streets. <laughs> but no, seriously. So in the midst of me. um researching for this show the polygamy and you said polyamory for my listeners out there i want you to know that some people participate in polyamory and i feel like when you participate in these types of lifestyles you need to be honest with your partners a lot of times you got these dudes rolling around here that want to have multiple women and going from house to house couch to couch but the the one woman a don't know about woman b and then that that causes lying and uh deception and suspicion and death that's how people end up on snap so if you're gonna you say in death <laughs> so if you go in real talk though not just death from you know somebody getting mad and killing you also you know if there are real health implications involved so you know you do want to be open and honest and upfront with people uh about what you choose to do with your private parts, even if you're not in a polygynous uh, or polygamous relationship, you want to be honest and upfront with people. That's where people, you know, with any, if you practice in monogamy, if you practice in polygamy, if you are a liar, things are bound to fail. <laughs> amen and amen again. 
because <laughs> lying there nothing ever good comes out of lying it, it just does not it will not it shall not and it cannot and so for the men and I'm speaking to the men. I don't necessarily hear a lot of women saying that they want to participate in this lifestyle. Although I'm hearing through through researching this that more a lot of women, more women are becoming open to it. But I hear more men talking about it, and I don't feel like they come. They're coming from a the loving communal place that this lifestyle can provide. I feel like they're coming from a selfish place of how many women I can get or conquer. And again, you know, they're going from house to house, couch to couch. They, they, they themselves are not being the provider. Would you agree with that, Amber? I would have to say that, um, I think it's a case by case scenario. You know, it's one of those things where we can't box in everybody who, um, is looking to practice this lifestyle because there are people who are doing it just, you know, like, if you look at it Islamically, some people are doing it just for blessing. Right. Like you were saying about biblically, biblically how um, it was in cases of widows and women who have fertility issues. You know, those are the same, some of the same reasons, Islamically, why, you know, people take second wives. Because, hey, she a widow. She's, you know, at an age where she does, she's not going to have any more children. So, you know, like, those are still situations. Like, people still have those motives. Um, it's not just, hey, I want to look like I'm the man. Right. Because and, um, my husband is sitting right there in the background working and stuff like that, and he can hear I'm recording through his phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I know that it's a lot of stress on him. I know that it's not just like, whoop, whoop, we probably get on his last nerves a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that, you know, a lot of times that's one of the misconceptions. That people look at it like men are just out here to get, you know, to get it popping. Right. And that's not really what it is because that's not really what it is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, do to deal with multiple women and are honest about it. Look how big of a juggle that is. That is a big look how much Look how much drama and stress that causes. Because I'm a, I'm a handful to begin with. So, my, my sweetheart, mm-hmm. I don't know how he could handle two tenets. He might, you know, and that's the thing that it's not gonna be two tenays. Oh, that's you know what I'm saying because he may love the tenay in you, but he may also love you know Rita or whatever, and whatever it is about Rita, right? I, so if if love all the tenay and he want all tenay, tenay is dope, and he don't want tenay to change tenay, right? He don't want tenay to be Rita, and he want Rita to be tenay. That's right. Well, and I don't know who Rita is, so don't be go <laughs> to boot later. Right. Be like, ah, who is to, Rita? I don't want to have to fight nobody and be like, who who is Rita? I felt a Rita in my spirit. Well, Amber know about Rita. Right. Why, why? It better be a margarita and not a Rita right. singular. <laughs> So I got a few questions for you, Amber. Um, Go ahead. One comes from Facebook, and it was in uh, alignment with one of the first questions that I have for you. Um, And and they're they're two parts. The first question I have is, have you ever considered or a polygamous lifestyle prior to you being in the polygamous relationship that you're in now? And the second part of that is, I know that you were married previously um so how can a person coming from a monogamous paradigm successfully transition to polyamory and that's coming from uh latrice from facebook okay hey latrice um so i have considered um polygyny before this 
um, like I said, I am Muslim, so being Muslim that is something that's accepted within the religion, and I had to ask myself, you know, this is my belief system, so if this was to come up, is this something that, you know, I'm going to be comfortable with? You know what I'm saying? Because we don't ask ourselves those real questions. We, you know, a lot of times when we are dealing with faith, we don't look into those everyday issues. We look at, you know, sometimes big pictures and, you know, salvation, but we don't look at the day-to-day rules and obligations that are set up. Um, and so that's what, that's part of it. It's not an obligation, but it's, you know, it's permissible. So it could be, it could happen. And so I had to look at it like that. For years, I would say things like, you know, um, well, I'm, I'm not against polygamy and I see how it's valuable. I just don't know if that's for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was always my kind of cop out. Like, no, I'm not against it. And I see how it can be beautiful and it works. And I just didn't think it was for me. Right. Uh, and, and yes, I, I was previously, and um, coming from that situation, that situation with just indulging everything had infidelity issues. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if maybe you would have considered polygyny or giving it a try or whatever, if that could have helped with some of those issues or, you know, could have. Because I'm a person who, because I'm an artist, I need a lot of a long time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I need a lot of time with myself to process, and sometimes I'm not always, you know, I'm creating, you know, I'm I'm going through that process, and so I may not always be attentive, and I may not, so that can be hard, too, on a partner, having to deal with me as an artist being their partner. Right. Um, so maybe that could have helped, you know, and so looking at it after that, I think that helped with my growth, too, that a relationship doesn't have to look like one thing. I, it doesn't have to fit into anybody's box. We should do what what works well for us. Absolutely. Do you feel like uh, polygyny cuts down on infidelity? I think it can. I, I, but I think if somebody is unfaithful or a cheater, they're going to do that regardless. It's not really about um, the physical act. It's more about getting away with something. It's more about um, having that power and that control. It's not about the actual, you know, act of infidelity. I think if you are a disloyal person, you're just a disloyal person. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could be you're going to go steal some candy from the store. You're going to do something that's shady. You know, so I, I think it can cut down on infidelity, but I don't think it necessarily does. Um. And and along those same lines, do you feel like more people would be happier if they engage in polygyny rather than sleeping around with others deceitfully? And that kind of in alignment, like you said, you know, it's more so of a personality thing, more of a cult, a control thing yeah. rather than a sexual thing. But do you feel like people, the the sometimes men are saying that they're not doing it for you know to for control, but because one partner wasn't fulfilling the need. And I talked to someone who was participating in the polyamory lifestyle, uh, Leviticus, and he said that because he's so much of a person and personality, one person can't be everything that he needs them to be. Do you think that contributes to polygyny, like finding the multiple, um, catering to the multiple layers of one person? I'm not sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not sure. And I don't even know if that, if that is always the case. I think that can be one of the reasons. I think it's so dynamic when you look at, um, 
at, at poly relationships, not just polygamy, not just, you know, polyandry or what have you. If you just look at the whole scope and the whole spectrum of it, it's so dynamic because it can be so case to case. No two people are alike. No two situations are alike. Some people really are just doing it like, hey, you know, I'm going to be giving this woman, you know, I'm going to be feeding this woman, taking, helping, take her, take her, helping her take care of her kids and all these things. Why not make her my wife? Mm-hmm. If we don't put ourselves in a situation where we might end up having feelings for each other, we might end up sleeping together. Why not? Why don't we just get married mm-hmm. and make it a contract? People don't look at mirrors like that. We want to look at mirrors from these rose-colored glasses. Let's call it what it is. It's a business contract. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. It is a business contract. All that love and all that, that is very sweet, and that looks great. But marriage is basically that 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 certificate says, I have a right to this person's stuff. That's right. That's what that's saying. And so, if you, you know, if, if it's just people sleeping around and, uh, say this guy has four baby mamas. Mm-hmm. We all know these situations. He has four baby mamas. He's still dealing with maybe two to four of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. They they know about it kind of, but not because he admitting it. Because, you know, it, it's just messy. It, it's just like the, so, the unspoken truth. Yeah, and so they're fighting and they beefing with each other and they you won't let the kids see each other. And we got all that drama Instead, if he was just like, hey, yeah, I'm kicking in on all y'all bills. I'm helping with their, you know, I'm blah, blah, blah. I'm maintaining these households. And yes, I'm dealing with all of y'all. Right. You may not like it. Y'all don't have to be best friends, but y'all not going to disrespect each other. And my kids going to be my kids. They're going to deal with each other. And I think a lot of people don't approach it that way. I'm glad you said that. I think we said it earlier, but I want to say it again, just in case I didn't say it, that the polygynous polyamorous uh, polyamory lifestyle is not a one size fits all. And so we're talking to Amber Hassan today, uh, mother, rapper, poet, um, about her experience in the polygamous lifestyle. And she's not speaking on behalf of all polygamous but this is just her experience and what she's going through um and and how she's uh, maintaining the lifestyle but you just touched on a good point about baby fathers and baby mothers i think a lot of times um because i have a baby father a baby father and for a long time he uh seemed like he claimed ownership of me or something and that I remember that guys outside, like when we were done with each other, like guys would say, oh, I know you still sleeping with him. And I'm like, no, I don't I don't mm-hmm. I don't sleep with him anymore. And then they used to be like, well, no, once you become the baby mama, it's always his. So you must be. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so, no. And I think that, like you said, with the beefing and the going from house to house, I think the difference with the with what I've seen just an observation, not just my situation, but you said that if the man sat down with these multiple women and said, you know, I'm contributing this to the house and we are going to get together. I think a lot of men that I, I have observed are not contributing to the household. And then you have these women doing it alone. And I think that's where in this society, the men who want to part, maybe participate in this lifestyle are not able to get buy-in from women because they feel like that they're still doing it on their own and that all this man is contributing is his penis cake. So let's let's be honest and let's be transparent. A lot of these women are not getting contributions from men because they're not demanding them to contribute. Ooh. 
That is why he's not paying no bills. That's why he coming and putting his feet up on your couch and eating up your baby snack mm. is because you let him. So if even if y'all if y'all not married, still all you getting from him is pain. <laughs> so you know that's the thing is like people are in quote unquote polygynous situations already mm-hmm. without calling it what it is without having any contract. That's what they're in. And they don't want to talk about it and they don't want to discuss it. But if you fighting over your baby daddy or if you beefing with some chick over a dude, you're in a polygynous situation. Yes. So if you don't want the you don't want the fighting sis, if you if you don't want to be beefing with homegirl from around the corner, then join the polygamous lifestyle, baby. You'll feel uh, that's <laughs> but that's not to say that people not beef and stuff like that because you know, like, I'm in some groups and things like that, and without indulging anybody's information, there are people who really, like, there are women who who come into the polygynous lifestyle, and they just, this is not, you know, they thought they wanted it, and they try it, and then they don't want it, and then they don't know what to do here. Wow. Um, or there are women who, you know, the jealousy, natural jealousy, not even like, a, I just don't like her. You know, it could be somebody you love, mm-hmm. and you can have a, 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 some jealousy about something. Yes. Um, and, and so those natural things are going to happen. It's just really about how you deal with it. Do you deal with it like um, this is, you know, Kiki off the street? Or do I deal with it like this is my sister, this is my family? Mm-hmm. So it's, even if I only like her and don't love her, my husband loves her. Right. That's- or my kids love her. Or I love her kids. You know, whatever it is that, that brings those groups together. Um. You know, you you have to look at stuff on a different different plane, and people don't necessarily do that just because they're in polygamy. And they should, and you should really search your heart. I I have searched my heart uh, deep and wide, far and 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 tall, and I will I cannot participate in the polygamy lifestyle because I am naturally jealous. I am naturally will ready to throw my hands. So, so I haven't grown in, into that way yet because I, I know that I, I have a jealous streak and I, I would feel a ways. Um, you have to know yourself too. You know what I'm saying? And it, it, like I said, it's not an obligation that everybody has to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, but you have to know yourself and you have to know what you're willing to try because it's some people who are not even willing to try yet. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, it was a time where I was just like, oh, that's beautiful mm-hmm. for somebody else. <laughs> <Facts. laughs> I was adamant about that. Like, it's beautiful for someone else. <laughs> like, that looks uh-huh. cute. That looks so cute over there. Yeah, and, you know, that looks good on you. <laughs> um, and I think, though, and I talked about it in one of my blogs. Hold on a second. What? Yeah, she's being No, you can't right get now. on cereal. Give me a second. I'll be out there in a minute. Her kids want cereal. Look. A little bit of cereal. I just want to get a bit of cereal. <laughs> Amber, um, since we're both but, from uh, Flint, we both pronounce cereal, cereal. That's that Flint. But I, I, one of my blogs talks about how um, I feel like co-parenting um, actually prepared me to be comfortable with Polygyny. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think, you know, my I could share a dude. I don't, that's not huge. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I could share a man. I share my children yeah. with another woman and then considering her their mama's food. You know, like that was 
a heavy thing. And to be able to open up and um, love my children's other mother and let's have a, a, a good relationship and me, you know, just being able to accept that and me being able to want my children to love her and want them to have a beautiful relationship. I think it taught me how to love on such a different level um, that I don't have any ownership attached to love anymore. I love that you say that because I am a, a strong proponent for co-parenting and it's funny that you you talk about you know sharing your kid with the other mother and so with the show with shows like sister wives or whatever like you said I I co-parent uh with my son's father and I consider his daughter which is his first child to be my child and I like you said I had to I love her mother and she allows me to bring her daughter to where I live every summer to spend about three weeks with me because I feel like you know that's my son's uh sister but also she was in my life the little the daughter before I even had my son so it's a strong bond there and I had to um let her mother feel comfortable in knowing that you know whatever we got going on with our sons uh, with our children's father I'm here for your child. Like I genuinely love this child and the people in my family accept her as if she's mine too, you know? So I think that is very important at the end of the day, when it comes down to the family part of it, that's what, like when you said you were looking at other people and you were like, dang, uh, that's beautiful for them. That that's the beauty that I see in it. When I think about the children and and the the friendship and the bomb and the familial space that that plays. And I remember it was funny. My mom used to call me and um, my I, I guess we call her my co daughter. She used to call me and her. She used to call me and her mama sister wives because we got along. Because I don't really I don't like drama and beefing. I just that's not my personality. I like to be nice and happy with everyone. Um, and so I want that in all aspects of my life. So my mom used to be like, what are y'all sister wives? And we would just, you know, laugh and joke and stuff. But it was funny because my mom, you know, coming from her generation, like you said, I feel like their generation dealt with stuff, but they didn't talk about it. It was just like, this is what it is. And we more so. It was me and them generations that would have two families that pretty everybody knew, pretty much everybody knew about, but nobody really talked about. Right, right. And so now I feel like we're in an era where we're more open to dialogue about those taboo things. Like even that we're talking about polygamy right now, people are more open Mm -hmm. to have the conversation. They're more open to actually to the lifestyle and people are actually curious about the lifestyle and how maybe they might want to incorporate it into their lives in a non-perverse, excuse me, non-sexual way. You know, I had, So many women contact me after I wrote um, my blog Mm -hmm. asking me questions about um, polygyny and how it can work and basically that we're interested in the polygynous lifestyle and that, you know, it sounds like something they really, really was into and I was, it amazed me, and you know, because you know people from a certain place, or you know, you know, like we know each other from performing, and it's mm-hmm. like you never really know somebody's everyday life, right? Um, so when, when people contacted me and they were asking me questions and you know telling me these stories, it was just amazing on how many people, how alike we are, yeah. and um, 
how similar our experiences are in this life. For sure. Um, in your blog post, uh, to piggyback off that a little bit, you wrote that you were afraid to tell your friends and family about your your new life as a second wife because you're not the first uh, wife. Why were you? Af- mm-hmm. Why were you so afraid? Girl, because people are rough on people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, exactly. We are rough <laughs> on our loved ones, and we really, out of love, we think our opinion means something. Um, so we give it freely, at least in my family, that's how it is. <laughs> right. Um, and I come from a family of really strong-willed women who were very independent and do it myself and you know that that type of um that type of culture in my family mm-hmm. on both sides and um and you know for me and my personality my personality is very you know people um I don't necessarily consider myself a feminist or no, I don't consider myself under any of them titles but you know I do advocate for women I do advocate for um for, for women's rights and, and and things of that nature so people make assumptions Mm-hmm. Um, about how you live your life and about um, about what your values are, what your beliefs are, and um, to put that out there, knowing that there's going to be some scrutiny, knowing that there's going to be some people who don't understand, knowing that um, there's going to be some talk and some, you know, whatever. That's just, you know, as a human, that it it plays on you. Because we can say all day, I don't care what anybody thinks. And I think we're all trying to get to that point where we don't care what anybody thinks. But at the end of the day, if something bothers my mama, it's going to bother me. Mm-hmm. That, that, you is, know, that is very well said because you're right. Like, I don't know what I would, what I would think that a polygamist, a woman that participates in the lifestyle is or looks like but you're right just because how i i don't know i guess strong-willed or you know how you are i guess no one would have attached it to you and the fact that i think you gave a lot of women courage to be like well if amber can participate it and i kind of been flirting with the idea of it maybe i can move forward in it because of who she is this really strong woman loud mouth ghetto girl and she's okay (laughs) you know she's okay with this then i can because sometimes people like you and i who have strong personalities a lot of times people judge us and don't think that we can be submissive to a man just because we're very secure into ourselves and so people look at us like uh, you know, you know, they just say little things that I'm pretty sure that you've heard throughout your life that I've heard, you know, things. And so when they see you, they're like, oh, you have to have some level of submission to participate in this lifestyle or to be in a relationship in general. Yeah. And, you know, and I think people, um, I think people have these misconceptions in their head and we talk about it. Like me, my husband, my co-wife, like we'll joke about stuff. Like if we're going somewhere together and, like, we walk in, me and her, like, walk behind him on purpose because we know that's what people <laughs> what people assume, like, we're supposed to do. And we'll be cracking up. And he'll be looking at us like, well, y'all quit playing, like, y'all too much. <laughs> right. He, like, walk, walk beside me and stop. But, yeah, people have an right, idea like, in we'll their minds. Really, you know, like, we really don't care about, like, that part right there be funny, actually, to us. But yeah. we still talk about it and we deal with it because... You know, she my co-wife 
works every day. She, you know, she a boss. Like she just don't work. She, you know, she's the boss. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I do what I do and we don't just sit at home and twiddle our wait thumbs. For our husband <laughs> and, you know, tell us to jump and we, you know, <laughs> or bark like a dog and we won't stop. On one foot. No, <laughs> right. that's not what it, what it is. It's really, and it's not everybody. So I don't want people getting this, you know, utopian, um, you in their head, but with us, it really is about the greater good. It really is about like the team. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's not saying that every day is perfect and every day is sunshine and you know bubble gum. But you know, <laughs> even if we have an issue, like we'll all sit down, like all three, and talk. Yes, and, and hash about, and we, you know, we try our hardest. It's, it's hard, you know, coming from how. We're raised in our society, especially as black women, as black men, as people of color. We're not raised to really, um, you know, open communicators in relationships. Mm-hmm. So we try to just lay stuff out on the floor. And even when it's hard to talk about and even when it's, you know, kind of embarrassing to, you know, put your insecurities out there. Put your fears out there. Put, you know, your feelings out there that you might just be like I'm being petty. Still put that out there. Mm-hmm. And I think we put it out in a way where it's like it's nobody's fault. Right. To have that open dialogue and a safe and a safe space to express whatever concerns you have and not in a judgmental or accusatory way, in a more of an understanding way. Yeah, or more of this this is what I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. You know, my um my husband and my co-wife were married 14 years before me and he got married. Wow. Which, which seg, this, this segs way me to my next question. Um, cause this, mm-hmm. this all plays a part. Cause you know, um, recently we saw everything that's going on with Robert R. Kelly Kelly and Robert. <laughs> Robert and two of his girlfriends, Azriel and Joyce Celine, um, were asked a certain question about them both being R. Kelly's girlfriends and Gail asked the question, and I'm going to ask you this, and you can let me know if it's a little out out there, but this was a question uh, from a, a Facebook and in the studio. And, they, and, mm-hmm. and she asked them, do they all sleep together or do they participate with R. Kelly individually? So I guess the question is, are y'all, when you're co-wifing, does that mean that you have a rela- a sexual relationship with the co-wife or no? It's more of a friendship with the co-wife and you only have sexual interaction with the husband individually. So I've been asked this before, so it's not just far out their question. That's something that people want to know. No, we do not. Um, me and my wife are not wives. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yes. We are married to the same man. We sisters in belief, so we're sisters in Islam. We are we have a very good friendship. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like that's my homie. Um, like I'll fight somebody for it. Like let me find out. <laughs> like, you know, I believe you. We rolling out. We rolling down. I call my <laughs> sisters. We rolling down. Um, but no, so we don't we don't sleep together. We don't have an intimate relationship. You know, we, like I said, we, we share the same hoods. We are not each other's wives. Uh, we, so we don't have, we don't share a bed at all. Um, that's against what we, you know, believe is quickly. And it just, to me, it's, it, it's, it can get 
be a sticky situation. And I, you know, it's just even um, if I wasn't Muslim and was practicing um, polygamy, I don't think that I would want it practiced in that way. Right. Do you you all... But that's just me personally. Let me throw that out there. No judgment or anything. That's me personally. You know, just from where I am in my life. Whoever feels like that's how they want to practice it or need to practice it, you know, do what you do. I ain't got no issues. Do you all live under the same roof? No, we do not. I think it's really hard um, for grown women to live under the same roof for long periods of time. Me with just, you know, anybody in general, and that's one thing that I do love about polygyny, that my husband um, lives between both houses. Mm -hmm. So um, he's not always, we're not always in the same space. I like um, that one of my questions further down is why some people don't agree with polygamy. It says some people believe two queens can't live in one castle. And would you, would you believe, would you say that that's tr- a true statement? Yeah, but we, you know, and that's the thing. We don't live in the same castle. Right. We, we have our respective castles and you know, um, I was just over there yesterday, you know, we watch movies and stuff like that. Um, and, um, so it's not, you know, there's, uh, some people have situations where there's this competition and it's like a forced competition almost. Like, I'm the queen and I don't have that. And I don't think my co-wife has that. She's giving me no indication that that's her personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not, on, you know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to prove to nobody that I'm no kind of hierarchy or nothing else like that. Like, I'm just trying to be a good person and trying to live my life um, the way that fits me. That's so. Right. You know, when people say that, I think people are looking at things at a um, at an elemental level, and they're not looking at the big picture. Right. I have a question from Facebook. This comes from Delisa, and this is kind of in alignment with, you know, being a co-wife. Um, I guess you kind of answered this question, but just for clarity's sake, she says, do you marry? So because they were married to each other first, your husband and his first wife. She wanted to know, do they marry the third person together? So did you marry her or you just married him? Not in Islam, we don't. Islamically, the the man marries the woman. I do know of people who um, practice polygyny differently where they consider themselves marrying the third party. And also, this uh, reader wanted to, listener wanted to know, do you adopt each other's kids? I wouldn't say we adopt each other's kids in the in the true sense and of you adopt somebody's kid. Yeah, so but, legally um, they don't. For me personally, anybody I come across like is me and you, you know, staying in the same city or you, you know, you my homegirl, your your child my child. Right. Like you my That's auntie, just you my son. My auntie. personality in general. Right. <laughs> I got I'm it. one of them people. If it's kids over here, come on, send them over here. You know what I'm saying? Shoot, if it's not kids over here and you got to go do something, send them over here. But uh, tell them ain't no kids over here. <laughs> we have to go outside and play. But no, we don't adopt each other's children. But we do, you know, like we kick it with each other, each other's kids, and um, uh, like our children play together because they're in the same age range, and um, so they they visit each other, and um, you know, they have a really good relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't have any children with my husband, um, but. You know, my children and his son, they still, you know, his youngest son, they still, you know, are like, it's no, it's seamless. You know, it's, it's no issues there. 
And this question. And I, oh, I'm sorry. I go ahead. think when my child is with uh, with my co-wife that she treats like hers, and I think vice versa. And they even ask, they'll you know they'll be like, "Well, what do we call her?" So I'm like, "Whatever she say, you can call her. I don't care." <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, in addition, and this, if your husband is still around and he might can answer this or you can answer this, this is coming from a Facebook question as well. Does the man pick the extra woman or extra wife? So you being the second, is it based on what the first wife is lacking? Would you like to answer that? Cause I can't answer that. A Facebook question was saying when a man chooses a second wife, is it because of something that his first wife is lacking? I don't know uh, a group of people who can pick and choose who they love mm-hmm. or fall in love with. It's my answer. Thank you. Hi, and welcome to the show. I'm Tanae. <laughs> How are you doing? Thank, <laughs> thank you for allowing me to answer the question. Oh, no problem. Thank you for allowing, you know, your wife to come on to the show and discuss such an intimate, you know, topic. And I, I appreciate that because I'm just very interested. And I always told Amber I didn't want to exploit her or, you know, you know, try, you know, try to be nosy. But, also, I, you know, my show is based on edutainment. So kind of a little e- entertainment, but also to educate those out there who are, you know, curious about such a lifestyle or who may be teetering back and forth if they want to engage in such a thing. So thank you. Not a problem at all. I prefer you asking and just getting it some. Absolutely. So, um, Amber, this is also for you. Uh, and I, I guess okay. I want your, wait, well, I want your husband back. What is his name? His name is um, Tuclor. You Who? can call him T. Okay, we're going to go with T. (laughs) 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 And I want a a man's perspective. And this is coming from Mr. Jeff Bean from Facebook. It says, it seems when it is, uh, when polygamy is discussed or portrayed, it's always a single man with many women, nothing communal. Um, It just is considered sexist. Um, And if this was real, he said this should be worthy of discussion. So uh, as from the man perspective, can you discuss the communal aspect of you uh, practicing polygamy and not just in a way that I'm the man and I just got all these women? Can you kind of break it down from your point of view? Oh, you got to tell initially. Okay. So initially I didn't know you was talking to me (laughs) and I don't be all in people's business. So can you repeat the whole thing again and I'll listen for Okay, no problem. So this comes from Jeff Bean uh, from Facebook. He says, it seems that when polygamy is portrayed or uh, discussed, it's always a man or a single man with many women, nothing communal about the lifestyle. So can you uh, explain from a male perspective of you having multiple women or multiple wives, how the communal aspect of it, as opposed to you being the man and you got all these ladies, like being a ladies man portrayal as a more so a communal loving aspect and your role as the husband uh, protecting two wives and multiple families or multiple children. Well, I, I'm speaking for myself. See, I've been working on myself for a while. In the process of working on myself, I learned a lot about myself. I'm going this to better these households that I'm a part of. Mr. I married second to better the first household that I was part of. 
because I know my stuff. See, what I'm doing right now might not, might not work for anybody else that can even hear this. You have to study yourself and see what you're going to do to yourself better, which helps the community become better. But the first part of it is working on your house, yourself. I'm just easily... <clears throat> my intentions are, are clear. I'm married, I'm married too wise to better the world because me working on myself and my house is the part of the process to better the whole world. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be part of it, man. I don't think I really have to add too much to that. Thank you. Um... When you say bettering the world, do you mean making whole children, healthy children, to commu uh, to contribute to society because they're coming from a, a loving, loving household with whole whole adults making whole children? Do that mean when you're saying you're contributing? There's no other way. I had a woman that had multiple uh, children who had no, she didn't have a man. Obviously. Mm -hmm. So nobody looks at it that part. Right. How many of these brothers I know are going to jump into that situation to be two feet into it, though? I know you would jump into it because it'd be fine. So you definitely would stop by the house. Mm -hmm. You going to stay at the house, though? All them kids? Right. You going to take care of them kids when she can't? Mm -hmm. Y'all ain't looking at that part of it? She got six. Mm hmm. I think you make a valid point because a, a lot of men, like you said, wouldn't step up to the responsibility of look. They'll look at the woman herself and maybe her body or how she makes them feel. But they're not willing to take on the whole aspect of her, including the extensions of her, which would be her children. And you're looking like this is a woman and she's lacking a man to help her with these children. And I'm here to love her and these children. So shout out to you, T. Um, well, I got the three little ones. The three little ones y'all can have if anybody out there <laughs> trying to get some kids. We I was just letting you know. You can inbox me on Facebook and I'll holler at you. <laughs> All right, we'll let them know that they can inbox they you on Facebook. They we'll don't give them details. Leave out the room. They waiting out right now. We'll give they details at the end of the show. Stuff. I'm pretty sure there is a white family out there looking for beautiful black children. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hold on, this on the side note Listen, <laughs> my kids will be the perfect kids for it because they like, oh, we finna get snacks and bikes and stuff. Right. Like what? They finna take us to Chuck E. Cheese? I'm right. gonna take his dogs in there. They finna do what? What? What a white family is. My kids right. is going with the white family. They're going to try to visit me on weekends and holidays. Right. They're going to be That's like, we don't got to ask for snacks. We can just go in here and get it. Like, yeah. Right. We can talk back. <laughs> what? Sorry to my, my uh, persuasion <laughs> listeners out there. No shade. No tea. We uh, love all the Appalachian Americans. Well, <laughs> <laughs> anywho, moving forward. So, uh, <laughs> So I have, this is a question for you, Amber. How did your husband approach you? Uh, wait, how did your husband? Oh, yeah. How did your husband and the first wife approach you? Or did he only approach you and then told her later? Or did he kind of discuss it with her first and then wanted to bring you over into the fold? I guess, like, what was the initiate, uh, initiating factors? So they just swooped up on me one day, like, hey, little mom, no, I'm just playing. 
none of that happened. So, uh, me and my husband actually kind of met by chance, started discussing music. He had a label, um, did management. I didn't have a manager at the time, so we started working together solely on music. Um, I was in another relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, really wasn't a, you know, even thing. It wasn't even, you know, we was really working on music. And just being together all the time, you know, working on music and stuff like that, it became to where, you know, we had the energy, we had a connection. And in order to keep ourselves from, you know, going left with it, um, I guess we went right with it. You know, <laughs> so, um, I, like, I see what you did of, It's all the way at the top. Instead of, um, you know, putting ourselves in a bad situation, it's like, okay, um, how do we handle this in the best way? Mm-hmm. So, um, don't know exactly what the conversation was that sparked it between him and my co-wife, but I'm like 99% sure that they discussed it in some way before he came to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and before, you know, we had the conversation and, um, from there it was just, it was very small steps. It wasn't something that it was just like, it was brought up and then boom, tomorrow we're married. No, it was, we were very cautious and we tiptoed around it and it was, um, it was different. You know what I'm saying? It was different than I thought it was going to be. I thought, you know, you know, when you come in here as a second wife, you already know that, um, Elka, you already know that, um, that, you know, he has another wife. Mm-hmm. It's not like I, I, I didn't know that he had another wife. It's like, I, it's not that I didn't know he was sleeping with another person. It's, you know, I knew that. Those were already established. Um, and so you think that it's going to be different, but it still is overwhelming. It, it still is. You question yourself. And with my situation, me and my co-wife I do have a really good open relationship. And, um... For for things to hurt her or to um, you know cause her grief in some sort of way that bothers me too. Mm-hmm. So it's like if I know that you know even though this is a natural part of the growth and the progression, even then if I know that it's hurting her, or I know she's dealing with some you know some anguish or what have you. That's gonna weigh on me too. Mm-hmm. So and I don't think people look at it that way because a lot of people just be like, well, I wouldn't care. That ain't my business. That's my business. You know what I'm saying? Because if it affects her, it affects my husband, and then it affects me. Right. It affects the whole family, and that's the it that, affects the whole family. And that is the the underlying uh, running theme of the whole thing is the familial aspect. So um, we're coming to a conclusion of this talk today with Amber and polygamy. Um, I thank you for being open and honest and contributing to this conversation. Uh, We can, you know, continue this on, you know, Facebook. If you have any questions, uh, we can go further in this. And I just got, want you guys to get out of this, that people live various ways. There are alternative lifestyles and who are we, or as Andrew Callaway Caldwell would say, who are me to judge? We, um, there is no one size fits all to love and how a family looks. 
and this is just one perspective of that so uh thank you amber uh in true today talks fashion this is your chance to give my listeners um your social media handles and where they can find you and also your time to give your shout out so this is the shout out time Oh, hey, I want to thank Allah and my mama and, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you can find me on Facebook under Amber Hassan is H-A-S-A-N. I don't really like, know like what the link is or nothing, but I think you look up Amber Hassan, you'll find me. You can find me, the Amber Hassan on Instagram. Also, I think that's the same for YouTube, Amber Hassan, the Amber Hassan. Um, you can find me on iTunes, anywhere where you stream music, you can find Loudmouth Ghetto Girl EP. Check that out. It's cranking. Also, you should ain't sit, Becky. I don't know if I could cuss. I'm sorry. You can cuss. Um, this is Al Gore's internet. So, yeah, sure. Oh, oh, oh y'all have <laughs> to stop me. That's not just saying. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you can find me anywhere where you stream music. You can find my podcast. Where at? Uh, podcast Garden. Podcast I'm gonna need you to know. I don't know if I can shout them out though. I don't know. My bad. Yeah, you can <laughs> shout them out. It's fine. Okay, Podcast Garden. I don't really know where else you can find me. This was oh, my blog is the mind of, from the mind of Amber. You can check that out at Blogspot, Blogger. I don't know what they call themselves now because they keep changing their name. Um, <laughs> on Instagram, the Amber Hassan. Yeah, the Amber Hassan on, on Instagram where you can find me at the Sister Tour. You can find me at the Amber Hassan.com, Sister Tour.com, Back40.com. Um, Okay, I think that's it. What else was I supposed to say? Today? Yes, you get your oh, shout, out. Give my shout out. I would <laughs> like to give my shout out to my husband and my co-wife. They are amazing and they make this journey an amazing journey and I wouldn't probably not be in this relationship or situation if it really, if it wasn't for um, how beautiful me and my co-wife relationship is because, you know, she could have made it real drama field and instead she has made it a beautiful growth experience i would like to for real thank my family my parents my children who support me uh, my son was my wali who basically like gave me away at my wedding my, my oldest child um so you know what i'm saying like it's dope to have their support and have their understanding um my sisters always have my back you know they love me regardless and they roll with whoever i roll with um, I like to thank my fans people who buy my music who buy my books y'all keep me and my kids eating um, y'all can also check out my hair product at mamasealthehands.com and y'all can check out the oil shop Flint. that's um, the shop that is owned by my husband that I slave at occasionally <laughs> well thank you Amber as you can see she is a renaissance woman and <laughs> as you can see she is a renaissance and woman like on the weekends, <laughs> oh my god and she can chew gum and pat her head and rub her belly at the same time so <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank you for being on this episode of Tanae Talks. Remember Tanae Talks. I love you, Tanae. And, and you. we got to interview you for my podcast. And we might just make a special trip to Texas just to have an excuse to come to Texas. And so we can get a live on-camera interview so everybody can just see your black girl magic. Yeah. And your sexual chocolate. Yes. All right. Remember, Tanae Talks, you listen. Peace.